it's 521, the Left Track Podcast, Acme Comedy Company, Minneapolis. My name is Justin Severson. I am recording right now episode two of the week at Acme in Minneapolis because it is crash and burn. I already talked to Liz Mealy and Tim Slagle. Uh, we like to call him Papa Crash and Burn. But now I'm here with uh, <laughs> the two other contestants, participants. There's not a contest. What if it was on a contest? On it's on the inside. Yeah, uh, the two per- two other participants in 2023's Crash and Burn here at Acme: Tommy Ryman, Derek Hughes, fellas. Hey, how are Hello. we? Hello. Hello. Uh, let's get it right out of the way. People might have been if they attended the show Thursday night here at Acme. They saw an amazing show, right, Derek? Probably the best of the entire week. Right. I mean, it started Tuesday. Was was night one? Wednesday two. Thursday three. Probably the best one, and so we're really going to focus on that tonight. But people that were in attendance are probably like, "Wait a minute, where's that other funny comedian I saw last night?" That was Brian Miller. He's not here. I have no idea what you're talking about. We're we're, we're giving Tommy a hard time because Tommy is part of Crash and Burn this week, but he had a a big paying money gig already on the calendar for last night. So Brian Miller stepped in and was the surrogate uh, Tommy Ryman. Yeah, didn't uh, do my material, which would have helped if he had just done my 20, given me some notes, and been like, all right, I mean, you probably told it all wrong, but I'll I'll take that in consideration and I'll do it. He should have been a real sub, but he was like, no, I want to write my own 20. It'd be great Uh, if it was your printout, you know, he gave him your your script. Yeah, but my private event was upset because I did the brand new 20. That is not what we paid for. We paid, and I was like, this is going to be good in two days. Uh, and and uh, corporates are normally like pretty clean shows, correct? Yeah. Yeah. But so, but when you started talking about uh, family members having sex, that probably didn't go over too well. Yeah, but I just edited it. I did, so, you know, I did, did a, I just said like they, they like to jump on the bed a lot. <laughs> I know how to, I know how to like PG it up, switch it up. My dad and stepmom like to pillow fight. Yeah. Right. Loudly at nighttime. Ew. <laughs> Oh, hilarious! So I w- let's uh, let's go back here. So the crash and burn. It's twenty uh, minutes of new material that you guys have never done before. You've been working on this week. I start with Tommy. How long have you known about doing crash and burn? Like, how long have you been preparing? Uh well, he he reached out uh, at least a, quite a few months ago. But I really started kind of in the summer writing stuff down, and I didn't do the open mic as much at Acme, because I'm always tempted to just be like, nah, let's just give it a shot here. So I like forced myself not to go on Tuesday open mics, and then uh, really just compiling. I had like premises and ideas, and so at least for a few months. And then the week before, then I really <laughs> started that also. there was I was like, is this 20 minutes? So kind of came up with some stuff. I was digging out notebooks from things, too, that maybe I had never touched upon or would give me some kind of word or something but yeah. how orga- how organized are you at home is there like a uh, drawer is there a box There's is there a comedy box at home where you have the uh, joke notebooks and yeah, stuff I like that i have a pile of notebooks and then i literally have a box of scratch paper that i've just like where i jotted stuff down and threw it in there and, and then uh, i'll go through that uh, once a year and then be upset and be like ah th- those are none of these are good and then i and then i go i still do it i don't i don't throw it away be like i'm like i'm gonna look at this box later and maybe it'll spark but yeah there's always stuff that i can grab or look for sure sure uh b- 
Do you do notes like in your when something comes up? Like say you're driving over to the club and some pops in your mind. Where do you save that? You put it on your phone. Yeah, do you write no, it down. Notes is the new is what I, is the new scratch paper. Notes is the new so scratch I also, paper. Sometimes I just like scroll through that, see like what weird things I wrote down. I used to leave myself voice memos or uh, before there was before I had a smartphone. Like I would just call and leave myself a message. Uh, but sometimes I would get ideas when I was having a little party, getting a little wild, and and then I would listen to it and I'd be like, I don't know what Tommy's telling me. <laughs> it's not it's like the rabbit, the you know, you get it, like, Go with it run with it. And I was like, oh, that, drunk Tommy, come on, man. That actually crossed my something similar to that actually crossed my mind earlier, thinking like, uh, how could uh, if if it was ever needed, like to ch- kind of change things up and crash and burn. What if uh, first night it was uh, inebriated material? Yikes. And then the rest of the week. Oh, did like you do we, that? No, like we got drunk. The yeah. First night? Yeah. Oh, funny. <laughs> I uh, thought you were pointing yourself like I did that. No. <laughs> no. Uh, How do you think that would work out? I don't think you'd remember. Like you wouldn't be able to like uh, remember w- w- what you were saying or doing. You know, uh, like how hammered are we talking here, Justin? Uh, college drunk. Oh yeah. See, that's horrible. We would think we killed though. Yeah. Be like, I think it was the best thing I've ever done in the ever world. It was the co- I changed comedy forever. And then, <laughs> then you watch the tape back, and you'd be like, you were laying on the stage. You passed out. So how about you, Derek? How long have you known you were doing this? Yeah, about th- about that same time. Yeah, it's uh, over the summer. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't prepare. I'm realizing I didn't prepare enough. <laughs> um, but I, I kept, I started a note in my notes my crash and burn note and I started that's how I uh, worked on the set list that I've been trying to flesh out this week okay uh, for sure and going through old notes I love that you left used to leave yourself a voicemail on old school did you get sick of your outgoing message just like because you'd have to sit through it <laughs> Beep. to get the <laughs> to get idea the, the yeah be like all right what did he what did he say to me let's go <laughs> I checked in with you about a month ago though and because because we're it's just stuff we haven't done on stage. So I was like, what are just give me like your premise. Like you don't I didn't want him to like spoil the whole joke, but uh, I was exciting. And then, then that motivated me because his sounded really good. And I was like, oh, that's oh, I got to step it up. Was it stuff that you stuck with or? Y- yeah. The one he talked about was your uh, uh, being a theater dad and not being like a the sports dad. Like yeah. Yeah. You can like as, as, a, as a dad who has young kids that are in theater, it's. I can't. Ha- I don't have the same excitement and enjoy as the parents who have kids that are in sports. They get to go to the side of the field and go, "Yeah, get in there, score, score!" You know, and you can't do that in the in the theater. Like, speak up, talk louder. It's not even in the side. <laughs> Hit your mark. <laughs> um, get in yeah, the spotlight. But, but that's more what I had. I felt like you and and uh, other people on the lineup this week came in with more th- truly written material. And I came in with bullet points of like, I think this could be something. My thought was I would flesh that out over the time. But isn't this something totally different for you? And I'm going to throw in that uh, Greg Coleman is one of the people. Congratulations to him, by the way. New baby. Yeah. Yeah, new baby oh. boy for our friend Greg Coleman. Crash burn. Yeah. <laughs> he was a participant last year. I saw this morning. He just has a brand new baby boy. So congrats to him. But one of the things he did last year uh, that I think blew everybody's mind is his notes were basically just like words. Mm-hmm. And and then we found out that's kind of how he always does things. But like for Derek, like you're not the typical classic comedian. Like you're when you're out on the stage, you're mixing it with magic. That's your game. Yeah, I weave magic and stand up back and forth. 
But um, this is so. This isn't your normal. Like you're not going to open mics to try out new stuff normally, right? That's oh, not no, what I do. you do for sure. Yeah, uh, both new jokes and uh, and new magic bits. I'll work on new magic bits at open mics. You do for sure at, at comedy open mics. Absolutely, you do. Okay. Yeah, they don't need to know that I'm not going to just stick to words. <laughs> I, I, you know, um, every audience is, has a potential lesson to <laughs> waiting to share with me. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's been a while since I focused this much on just monologue, you know. Um, there was a window of time when I really got passionate about, you know, being more serious about my voice as a stand-up where I was booking myself, getting booked as a, in the feature spot and didn't do any magic. And I did this oh. for the better part of a couple years. I did a lot of uh, featuring just as a stand-up so I could get feel strong because my, my strength definitely was magic. That's where I had many more years of experience. Yeah. And they're very similar, you know, in the way they structure. Like a joke and a trick are very, you know, build, premise, and then a surprise uh, that seems inevitable but still surprising. That's ideal with yeah. a joke and a trick. Um, yeah. So, uh, but it's, but I, I, I've been a little lazy in my development of new words and, and sort of, uh, jokes in my working set. Sure. And you're um, kind of, you're basically addressing that on stage. Like that's part of what you're doing. Like, Hey, yeah. I don't, now I have a deadline. Now I'm, uh, forced to do this, but normally I don't really, well, I don't, that's one of my jokes. Is yeah. That, yeah. Like, uh, need to come up with anything new because I, I love I that angle that's it. i love I, that angle i do by too the way. I, th yeah. I think it's very funny you uh -huh. know, and i'm gonna roll with that I, I i do like it that idea of having that sort of pov in a, in a longer headline show like look uh, i'm i'm checking the clock you know like uh, i'm you, at work but you've had an improv background as well right that's like, right didn't you do comedy sports a long time ago or i did i did groundlings upright yeah. citizens brigade uh Improv Olympic. I was with Dudley Riggs. Improv, lots of training, lots of stage time doing improv for sure. So coming on to, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, because sometimes like, we'll have our words or, because there has been things just me on stage that have, it just pop, popped in. Like I had the premise and then the crowd or I'll, it'll just your brain all of a sudden like, there you go, so barf that out and mm -hmm. try it. So, and I know, I feel like all of us have had a little of that just in the improv background help. 100%. And here, but uh, I'm thinking about it. It's just we're so immersed in it this week, really. Like, Justin, like, we're here talking on this podcast, and my brain's like, I should be at the hotel writing more for tonight, uh, you know. Um, but I lean on that improv experience a little too much. And also in my, in my stage set, I do a lot of audience participation, which is inherently entertaining and funny and, and uh, interacting with the human in the moment. But that is very different than written, structured, and edited stand-up, which then you create on stage to sound like you're just coming up with it right. in the moment, right? Yeah. And that is, it's that's the, some of the that's really important to give that time and attention to that. And I'm lazy, so I'll rest on the fact that well, I c I know something funny will happen, or I can riff around this bullet point. But that's not the same as what I'm. I'm personally being forced to do, goal. and watching you and Liz and Tim, you know, you guys. I'm. I'm just totally inspired by the n seeing your notes and how you've come in and h how you've moved a bit in one day, from 
you know, where it was last night and, and seeing it evolve and, and blossom is uh, intimidating and inspiring. And I'm feeling it move a little bit in, in the own effort, my own effort this week. But, oh, man. I, I heard an interview of uh, Frank Caliendo recently, who was just uh, here at Acme yeah, a few weeks ago. Great show. I saw first night. Of course you want. You always go to the good shows here. <laughs> yeah. I, sh- I, I should always expect to see you at those shows. I didn't make it to those. I was busy uh, those days. But in any case, uh, I heard an interview with Caliendo, and he said, I don't get up and write unless I have a reason to because I'm semi-retired. And I even thought that, like, that was his explanation for those shows that week at Acme. Like, I booked these. It's forcing me to write. Otherwise... You know, I don't. I don't have a reason to. Right. Yeah. I, I think part of that is when you become, when you get become a work. So back in the day, right? Like think this enters my mind a lot. During vaudeville, uh, a variety artist would come up with ten minutes, and they could work for a lifetime. Yes. Touring the Orpheum circuit as one of a you know a ten in one show where there's ten acts that just rotate all day. Uh, they used to do that. You'd go to the you'd go to the theater and you'd buy your ticket and you'd go in and you see the juggler and then the the tightrope walk and the, the singing and the comedy duo and then when it got back to the juggler, oh, that's the show. So you get up and leave wherever you entered. That would be your endpoint. And they just rotated the show all day. And this was a circuit and a career. Um, and there's there's a, like when you get a working act like Frank who has this catalog of characters, he. He really could do that. Yeah. And has done that, mm-hmm. you know, over and over. And it's it's hard to have that motivation to, because because you know what that tried and true material is so strong, in your heart you know it crushes. Right. You know you got you got a big swinging dick. You know, like I'm the man. And why would you put yourself in a, a situation where you feel less than and uncomfortable and maybe not as talented as you thought you were? And that's what a week like this kind of forces you to... I was just driving it to a friend uh, to, on the phone uh, about an hour ago. Uh, it's like looking. It's like being forced to look in the mirror and see the blemishes that you might not normally yeah. see. Uh, and but you gotta see it so you can get you know you, you so you can treat it or you know. No, you guys did the uh, you did you do you're doing the daily writing sessions together and then uh, last night you did one after the show here on stage. Every night we do it after. Yeah. As well. Uh, last night's was uh, had an audience. That's right. Correct. We invited the audience to stick around. I didn't get to stick. I did not stick around for that. I headed home. Uh, so I have some questions about that. When did anyone have any comments? For you, your part of your act when you did magic. I uh, mean, can they? I mean, how are they going to critique your magic? No, it, it actually, Brian brought it up. It's like, well, I guess, and we can't really talk about the magic. But And, and I said, no, we can because I want to hear what what the audience's impression was of the story. Right now, that it's a brand new trick. Uh, I, I think it has a place in my working set. And I think it's it, I think it can be entertaining and I think it can be amazing. Um but it needs a framing. It needs more of a theatrical story. Right now, I don't want to just come out and do a thing and go, hey, figure that out. That's that's like a puzzle. I want there to be a, a story behind it where it's like uh, uh, a theatrical premise of what is it I'm sharing? What is it I'm demonstrating? Okay. What, is it, what is it I'm proving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, I could see that. Yeah. I want it to be kind of like a... Uh, mad scientist you know beautiful mind kind of genius moment where i'm collecting all those numbers and packets and yeah uh and brian it was i was reassured because brian was like well that's what i saw that's what i saw you doing you know yeah okay great so now i can lean into that and maybe 
write some uh, crazy math mumbo jumbo. Yeah, so it's a, I mean, we're not going to say what the trick is, but it involves uh, numbers, some math, some addition. And uh, I've seen it twice now because I was here Tuesday and Thursday, and there were different results. I mean, the, the, the astonishment of the crowd is the same, but the numbers being used were not the same, which makes it even more impressive. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. So first night, some, I think it was Brian came up to me. No. Was it, who was in the writing session? Oh, no, it was Brian. He, he, he sat in on our writing session. On, and he's like, so yeah, you forced the number, right? You know, you could, like, it's always the same number. And I was like, no. And he leaned back in his chair, and it just—I saw his brain break. Like, it's like it can't be. That's what? real magic, then. And uh, so, to sort of mess with him, I just—I gave the woman even last night an option. So, do you want to? Which number do you want? Like she, like. It's so great. But but it's great that Brian brought that up the first night because I'm like, oh, okay, that's in an audience's mind. Yeah. So now, how do I? What action can I take? To, to show them that. Without saying it overtly, to eliminate. A potential method, because in magic, uh, I had a teacher once say, uh, "For an audience to suspect, let alone detect, a method, uh, game over." As soon as an audience member thinks they know what you're doing, it's no longer a mystery to them. Yeah. Even if they're wrong, to them, if it's possible, if that could possibly work as a method, well, then that's yeah. Then it's then I got it. So part of my job is to look at it from the outside and think about how could people think this might be happening and then do things, work things into the routine that eliminate those possible patterns. It's almost like, uh, you know, um, running a brush over your footsteps in the woods, uh, like a, a branch. You covering know, your path, yeah, yeah. covering your tracks. Yeah, right. your tracks That's yes. the same. It's the exact same mechanics of a joke because you want to get to that punchline that they're like, Duh, I didn't see that coming That's at right. all. That That's was, right. oh, he's good, and he swore. That was wild. <laughs> I've never seen him do that. Tommy's really edgy this week. <laughs> you are edgy this week. Actually. I. Uh, I've been toning it back though, so I kind of start. Uh, well, Tuesday was edgy. I, I agree. Yeah, and then uh, and then I, 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 I reined it in a little bit on Wednesday, and, and to keep it kind of more my voice, and not rely on certain things, and 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 rely more on the jokes, not go into the audience so much, and be like, oh, this is just on the bit. Know that the bit's gonna be the. The thing. Sure, sure. But yeah, I'm trying different. It's this 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 week is so fun because there is no there's no rules though too. So I've been getting out of my box a little, trying different things. Uh, Liz and I were talking earlier though, like a comic over their uh, career will talk about the same things over different hours. Like if you know, like a Bamford will, she would talk about her parents and stuff in, in each kind of album. That's a different joke, but it's the same. Yeah. So you kind of learn. So there are these things too. Where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm talking about my New Age mom again. I've got bits about New Age mom on each album, but uh, so I was like, what different angle can I do? And then like, of just like, what if what's a completely obscure topic that I've never talked about? Like, so I don't know. Yeah, it's you you can't ever stop talking about your mom. I mean, I think that's no. established. No, that's yeah. part of who your act. Money. <laughs> <laughs> she can never die. <laughs> well, it's, it's Keep collecting those stories, Tommy. <laughs> part of your voice is kind of manchild. You know, there's a just know. the because it never. Uh, Puberty never hit you. You're just like <laughs> just the nasally high no, tone. No, you have a, your 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 <laughs> presence on stage for me. Your persona has has sort of a built-in innocence. There's an innocence to you, yeah, uh, which you know heightens so much of your material. You know where y your persona on stage is a little dumber than Tommy yeah. Ryman is off stage, and that it's not dumb. It's an innocence. I feel 
Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, having your mom be part of your, you know, catalog is makes all the sense in the world. Have did you, uh, Derek? Did you know that Tim has tried? Uh, Tim Slagle has done magic as part of his act in the early days. You did not tell me this. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I listened back to an old episode and he of Crash and Burn, and he says that I asked. But my question was, have you ever brought props on stage? He's like, oh, yeah, I've done everything. I even would do magic. And then it was like, oh, yeah, I just kind of messed around. So I don't know if he remembers even what that was, but maybe that's something you want to ask him about. I'm going to ask him. Tommy, have you ever tried to I do magic? I was going to try this week. I looked up a trick. For real? You I brought cards. You I know, I, but I just didn't. And then I was like, I don't want to focus the time on that. I mean, it's your, like, it just, I would have not have used it. So I'm, I was that's like, right. I don't, and then if he... And it would have been fun to like follow after you. I was like, if I follow after, which I did the one time yeah. I was gonna maybe go to it, but I just wrote so much material and I, I couldn't. You and then brag, to get to brag. <laughs> oh my god, he's got a big swinging dick. No, now. no, no. no. Uh, but it would just would have been. Like, I mean, it would have been like if when you challenge yourself to feature doing comedy, I'd have never challenged myself to go feature doing magic because I know nothing about it. It's so interesting it's what you say too. Like uh, you, you know, you huh. wouldn't use it. Uh, it didn't doesn't necessarily make sense for you to do anything this week on this set that's too referential to this set. Yeah. Like I've been opening with "Welcome to uh, 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 Take Your Audience to Work Day," um, and I wrote a little bit on that last yesterday that I folded into the show last night. Like, what other careers would you want? Would you take? You know, want to wouldn't want to go to work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With them, uh, but I realized that. That's written for tonight. Yeah, and I good can't. Point. I can't walk out on stage and do that bit. You know. Yeah. They should try. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Each night I've done like a quick riff, based in in the night. Like yeah. that's how I like to start comedy. Usually in general is like something not even in my act to riff off of something to pop us into the now. Yeah, so I love this. That's such a f- such a phenomenal uh, tool and yeah. philosophy. And then and then go right into my fall jokes. I want to I want to I want to tell a story about that because Louis Anderson gave me that advice once. He's like he 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 would start he wouldn't start with his opener. He didn't have his surefire opener, his his opening bit. He would start with, and it wasn't even a joke. He would start with uh, his most immediate uh, and pressing concern or insecurity or fear. Oh wow. Okay. So cut to I'm like, what does that even mean? So I'm watching, um, I'm at Northrop Auditorium waiting for his New Year's Eve show to start, and uh, his manager comes out, and he's like, hey, does your girlfriend have any makeup, like base foundation? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, okay. He races off. Starts 15 minutes late. Louis finally comes out, and he's like, hey, I'm sorry I'm starting so late. I didn't realize there was these big TV screens. So I was trying to find (laughs) some makeup. (laughs) And the audience blew up and laughed. And now he's open and vulnerable, and we're all present and in the now and now he can go into uh and do no wrong yeah Uh, that's a great thing yeah it really is the uh different than what a lot of people like you put your good joke up on top get their attention get their eyes on you they're judging you as soon as you get out there and this is more like i'm doing it my own way well or it's fully embracing that and being real yeah like you can't you can't judge something that just is yeah yeah so you're just saying this is and like whoa the audience is like oh yeah that is and now you can go into the bullshit yeah so then then into the the, the tried and true jokes yeah 
So how would you critique all of your? Well, you've done it twice so far this week, now, Tommy. How would you critique yourself? Uh, your twenty I'm minutes so happy. far. I was really nervous about Wednesday because Tim kind of talked about the the Wednesday curse. Cause yes. You, uh, Tuesday, you got the energy. Might have had a drink, uh, you know, so knock off the cobwebs. And then your uh, Wednesday, I was more focused because you also d- they're giving you tags and and ideas. So I wanted to make sure I get that in. So I it uh, I was more focused Wednesday, and then it went well. But I and I could tell I tightened things up. Like so, I I'm excited tonight but i've also now i've missed a day so i'm a little nervous that i'm behind or but okay i just love the process i've been waiting 12 years to do this i've been coming to crash and burns uh, uh, since the first i'd always try to go on a tuesday and then check out the later one i would when i was living in la i'd fly back and usually get to catch one like so you'd come back for the show if i was in town i usually yeah, I, for some reason it would lined up i would have something that's going amazing on and I, I've, ca- I've caught a lot of them it's funny you say uh, that Wednesday curse, and Tim was saying well, we didn't really have the Wednesday curse this year, and uh, but I I felt the Wednesday curse. Yeah, Derek thinks he did, but I no, I watched yeah. the tape too, and and it wa- it's not a little bit of a dip. You're saying it, right? It, it was more internal. F- the op- for opening night is uh, it's a free fall. Yeah. So uh, you're bulletproof because who knows? And then it goes better than you maybe hope or expect. So you're like okay. And then that next night, again, now you've got notes. Now you've been thinking about it. You watched how it went. And now it's like I fell into the trap of trying to recreate. Mm -hmm. And I found myself that second night more in my notes rather than just taking them and riffing. Um, Again, that danger of trying trying to recreate and trying to get it right when it's not deep in you yet. You know, like uh, the words haven't. Far from off book that w- that second night. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just felt way more in my head. And that's why I never did acting because I was so bad at memorizing lines. So even when it did get to the playtime, you could still see me never listening properly because I was always trying to think about what I'd say. And that's the, m- the one thing about acting is you have to have your lines front to back. It you shouldn't even have to think about what's coming. Tell them how do you do it? You've acted. He's how do you do very it? Very good at memorizing. Uh, well, he, he, here's an t- honest tip. Um, when you do your script analysis, uh, the lines are very important, but almost more important to memorization is the subtext. Uh, so really getting clear on why your character is saying that line, mm-hmm. w- what are they thinking? And, th- and if you're clear on what you're thinking, then the lines are motivated and kind of uh, come much more naturally. Does that make sense? No, and that's why I would, <laughs> that's why I, I, I auditioned for parts with little lines as pop, make goofy noises. I was into, you know, I had but to like put an air conditioner. What's the behind the goofy noise? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> just <laughs> I, I, I can nail. No. Thank you. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. No. I'm gonna add that whole monologue to the theater major bit. <laughs> like my friend who had to explain it. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Thoughts. My thoughts are, what are the lines? Yeah. Uh, what do I say yeah. now? Why well, am not on my mark? There's too many things. Uh, I don't know how you guys do this, but um, or if you've heard about this, but in the past, I know at least one year, somebody was uh, was so appreciative of the shows they were seeing at Crash and Burn that they were giving out cash tips. Andy Erickson's year. Yes. So yes. you've heard about this? Yeah. S- uh, uh, I don't know how you drop a hint to the audience. You got four more shows, guys. But uh, maybe you hit up Andy, ask how she, how that happened, if she had any hand in it. Yeah, but then huh? them was there. It was like not full capacity. They could tell that th- there was not 
I don't know. There was some philan- I don't know. Do we know any billionaires that are coming to the show? I, I don't know, but opening night, you did offer to to share your Venmo QR code to the audience. Did I? Well, you I know. Said I you could tip me if you want. You oh, that's right. You, you did. You buy a DVD <laughs> or <laughs> you could just tip, tip me with a yeah. Venmo. I think that's a great idea. The, yeah. the, the dry bar uh, yeah. angle on yeah. live shows. <laughs> I mean, if, you, if you think I did terrible, you don't have to. Or, but if, or you I have two dogs to feed and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, give uh, just rattle off a list of all your outstanding bills and see if maybe that helps. But it's just so nice that Louie even lets, I mean, puts us on. Like, there, there's a, the four headliners he's got. We've got hotel rooms. So I'm just appreciative. The payment is in the, the materials that we're giving him, the oh. bonding. Uh, the water slide trip that they took us on, and the uh, it's true, yeah. and, the, and we did a whole <laughs> afternoon at Mall of America. Yeah, the hayride tomorrow <laughs> was great. <laughs> Laser tag. <laughs> There's no time to write. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's freaking fantastic. Uh, we should probably put a bow on this. You guys can go to your next writing session, right? Yeah. Is there uh, anything else we should be mentioning here? Let's see. Um, there's a writing session, but but it but it but it but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's probably it. You guys did amazing. I was I said this on the last one. I'll say it to you too. I was so impressed by both of you, in fact, of how uh, Tuesday night. I've been here many times where that last two or three minutes, maybe even down to thirty seconds, it's like, oh my god, they're out of material. They're like scrambling. They've gone to their absolutely last page of jokes. You two, I didn't even know when the light went off because you just it was like such a natural ending. Oh. So, I, that does not normally happen. So I don't know. That, good job. Uh, that should be the uh, that should be the standard. I think, of uh, for future years of Crash and Burn. We're Yay. setting the bar high. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, setting the bar high. Um, let's see. Any more questions? No. I, I got a dumb question. How do do you guys remember meeting? Like, how far back does that go? Whoa! Uh, before I was even hired here, I probably met Derek in 2005, either at an open mic. Look at Derek's face right now trying to get this. I, I love this. we went to like the Green Mill and I was, because I wasn't even, I think I'd asked to do, a, he may have given me a guest set. That's I think what he I did remember. give me a guest set. I remember Tommy, I very proactive. Uh, I was working the club and he said, hey, can I can I get a guest set? Yeah. And I said, yeah. Look oh, at this. I he had seen, yeah. Don't do that to headliners all the time. <laughs> 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 but yeah, he was, you were with James Moore. And then my favorite story about Derek is, so, and then I think we did, I got booked with him later as hosting, uh, and, and. You're reminding me, though, for, there was a window yeah. of time where I took full credit for your, yeah. your rise. Yeah. You were, I, like, I, I gave you stage time, baby, don't forget me. Look at this. Jackie and you g- gave me my first guest set, because Jackie saw me at the mic and then was like, to come to a set the next, so you got very helpful, uh, but when, uh, my dad would go to California, every year and i was just starting comedy i didn't know many comics and he goes does any can you know any people can get me into the uh, the magic castle you gotta have a pass and i was like i know one guy in la and then derek helped get my dad into that he, my dad was like well he's my son's a hollywood success he knows all the oh, contacts amazing. yeah you know the magic castle well, just from you talking about it yeah okay, yeah yeah the invite only club out in la yeah. from yeah He's been a big part of my life, making that's my family amazing. proud of me. Look at that. Oh, this warms my heart. We don't do this on Nola. We don't have heartwarming <laughs> things like this on this podcast. I love it. I'm proud of you, Tommy. You've done really well. Thanks, Derek. Yeah, keep yeah. it up. I still will never be a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> this is well, great. You should start thinking. I will try to think more. 
All right, I'm going to cut you guys loose to go hang out with uh, Liz Thanks, and Justin. Tim. Thank you very much. And uh, people got to come see these uh, if they can come see your show.